Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What a freaking game that was. Now, I will admit, and I don't know how many of you are listeners of the Sunday morning show that I did with Moose. So if you did listen to that show, you know that I was backing Kansas City. And I got to say, before we get into the specifics of the game, I was shocked, legitimately shocked, that it seemed now again there's no way to to calculate exactly how many people are picking which side but it to me was overwhelmingly favoring Philadelphia and i just did not understand like i i, I don't comprehend that i get that people would pick Philadelphia i don't get why it would be one sided in a game that was essentially a pickem in a game that involved one team that had a Super Bowl winning head coach and a legendary head coach and already a Super Bowl winning quarterback and a young but legendary quarterback. I don't understand how the majority of people were picking against them. It just did not add. Matter of fact, yesterday, before doing the show with Moose, it, everybody we asked, any guest that we had on, Moose himself, anybody that we ran into people uh, you know that we were talking to outside of that oh yeah I like the eagles i was like wow nobody else likes the chiefs am i the only one who thinks the chiefs are going to win this game then you watch the fox pregame and you know any time that they're all you know the experts and they make their worthless pregame picks and by the way all these predictions are worthless anyway but this just shows you but anytime they're all on one side and I wasn't paying attention I had people over I'm getting stuff ready and then my family was telling my sister actually was saying oh they all just picked the Eagles as soon as I knew that now I was betting the Chiefs anyway but as soon as I saw that they all picked the Eagles in a game like this a pick them it made no sense take the Chiefs I don't care how you get there the Chiefs are going to win this game. I just couldn't envision Nick Sirianni holding up that Super Bowl trophy instead of Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes getting their second. Now, I know a lot of people are going to point to you know the penalty, the holding call against Bradbury. And what I will say is it's unfortunate. Now, again, there's somebody who was rooting for Kansas City, so I wasn't upset with that call. And who knows what would have happened anyway. Obviously, the game was still on the balance and the way that the Eagles were moving the ball up and down the field all night long. I mean, Philadelphia dominated that football game. I know what the, the Chiefs did in the second half. Philadelphia dominated that football game for the most part. 
They they could not the, the Chiefs could not stop them. I mean, they couldn't get off the field on third down. Yeah, they had the defensive touchdown. Thank goodness, because that I mean kept them in the game. They would have been done if not for that. They couldn't stop them. I don't care if it was third and one, fourth and two, third and fourteen, third and fifteen. They couldn't stop them. Philadelphia and Hurts kept making play after play after play. It was a miracle that Kansas City was only down ten at the half. My goodness. But with that being said, one of the things that I had written down, you know, in some notes, thinking about doing the show, what we're going to go over, was that, uh, you know, right next to the field being slippery, which is just unacceptable. I don't understand how in the Super Bowl you can't figure out how to get the turf proper. I mean, come on, guys. This is the Super Bowl here. You want to pick on the officiating. You want to pick on some other things. You want to talk about the delay after halftime. It's the Super Bowl. I mean, it's the biggest stage in the world. Get the the, the, the field right. That can't be slipping and sliding all over the place. Ridiculous. But the next note that I had was that the refs let them play. And I love that about that game. Early on, it hurt Kansas City, where there should have been a penalty called that kept the drive going in the first half for Kansas City. It was not. But I like the idea of letting them play and not calling every little touchy freaking thing that is going to alter the game. And unfortunately, they did let them play up until that holding call against Bradbury, which did change the game. And you hate that. And it'd be one thing if they were calling that consistently throughout. They did not. They did not call it consistently throughout. I don't think that even though it was technically a hold with Bradbury, I don't think that A, it should have been called, or B, had that great of an impact on the result of that play. I thought the ball was overthrown or just thrown in a spot where he he was not going to get to it. So that stinks. Now, with all that being said, the Chiefs won. I mean, it was not the reason that the Eagles lost the game. Eagles made some mistakes, whether it's Hurts with a fumble, whether it's not being able to prevent the false start from happening that sets them back five yards, the punt return. The Eagles, obviously, in the second half were not as dominant. Um, defensively, certainly, they didn't do nearly enough at all. We heard all we heard about was all oh, the Eagles pass rush and all oh, this Eagles big bad defense. Well, they couldn't stop Mahomes either. I mean, just from the Chiefs' perspective, where they couldn't stop Philadelphia outside of a few drives in the first half, that was it. Philadelphia couldn't stop Kansas City either. And I'll tell you, the we talked about this yesterday too, Sunday morning. It drove me nuts. Andy Reid yet again deferring the opening kick, just absolutely idiotic. That's not what you do to that team. Now, it worked out for him in the second half, luckily, that you know they went down the field and scored, and obviously you knew that they were going to be in the game once that happened on that opening drive of the second half. But still, to start the game, it doesn't make any sense to me to kick the ball off to a team that you know thrives on scoring first, thrives on getting ahead. Why would you do that? Just because they won the game does not absolve that from being a fool's decision. Coaches do it all the time now. They defer all the time. It is idiotic. In certain situations, this was one of them. You're the Chiefs. Get the ball first. Go down. Put up that seven. You get up and put the pressure on them, especially a team that hasn't been there before. You know, another thing we talked about before the game 
was I compared this Eagles team to the 2016 Atlanta Falcons in that the Falcons in 2016 didn't really get tested in the regular season. And I don't, you know, not that they were the exact same comp, but they were teams with good offenses. Matt Ryan won the MVP that year in Atlanta. I think they were 11 and six, whatever it was, but they had the second seed and they kind of went on through the postseason, not with ease. It's never easy, but they, they didn't have any tight games that, you know, really were hard fought and really tested you the way that Kansas City did with Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago. Philadelphia didn't have that similar to that Atlanta team. Now, different circumstances completely, but it was interesting to see the comparison after the game that Philadelphia becomes only the second team in Super Bowl history to blow a double-digit lead at halftime. I found that hard to believe. I didn't even know that Atlanta was the only one. I mean, you're telling me no team in Super Bowl history other than the lowly Atlanta Falcons who blew that 28-3 late third quarter lead, no team prior blew a double-digit Super Bowl lead? Weird. But there were comparisons drawn to, from, from me yesterday before the show to that that team, and then you see the result. Now, again, totally different stuff. That was just, just happened to be random, but it was interesting to see that you know that team, uh, this team, this Philadelphia team, blew that uh, double-digit lead the way that that Atlanta team did. But, look, they played a hell of a game. I mean, Hurts was tremendous. They could not be stopped. I mean, Goddard making great catch after great catch. Hurts, whether it's with his legs, whether it's with his arm, big play, Brown and Smith. I mean, they had it going. But you give Andy Reid credit for making the adjustments at halftime that needed to be made. And they themselves, the Chiefs, with you know the lack of weapons right that everybody talked about going into the game all oh, the chiefs don't have any big playmakers they have no wide receivers you know we know what kelsey could be and by the way kelsey who was good it wasn't like he was dominating the game what kansas city was able to do was run the football well and pacheco had i thought a tremendous game mahomes you know look there are certain things and this is why again it was shocking to me that at the very least, there wasn't more of a split as far as picking this game. Patrick Mahomes just does things that you don't see very often, not only in the NFL, but in sports as well. I mean, think about it, especially early on when he goes down. Everybody was talking about the game being over at that point. Oh, no, what's going to happen with Mahomes? As he goes down awkwardly after you know getting tackled from behind that ankle, and you can see he was in clearly he was in pain. Now you saw him do this in the postseason, coming back on that high ankle sprain, and playing in the Jacksonville game, playing the following week against Cincinnati, doing what he needed to do to get the win in that game. He looked much better in the Super Bowl in doing it. But then after that tackle, you're wondering, oh, my God, this guy, uh, this is going to be a problem for him. And then he goes out there and makes even more plays with his legs. He's running as fast as I've ever seen him in that fourth quarter on that big run. Mahomes is just, he's, you know, I heard a caller before with Lori to, to close out the show talk about the fact that he's got heart. He's got toughness, and the caller couldn't, I couldn't have said any better myself. 
he's obviously he's got all the talent in the world. He's got the right makeup to go along with that talent. Now, he's had the benefit of great coaching, being put into the right system, sitting for a year, watching Alex Smith, learning. It has just been the perfect fit. But think of this year with Patrick Mahomes, where you know everybody was talking about Josh Allen and the Bills. That was the preseason pick by the majority of people. Not everybody, but the majority of people. Then in season, even though Kansas City was again a dominant team and one of the top teams, you know, in the AFC, you want to talk about how you know the Bills got screwed with the the you know that that game not being played, the record, and all all those different things, whatever it may be. Still, Kansas City was kind of overlooked as the top team in the AFC, even though the record was the best. People saying, oh, I don't know, Cincinnati or I don't know, Buffalo. But before the year, it was Josh Allen. Then it became about Joe Burrow. And Mahomes, this whole time, is still he's still Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the league. One of the most talented, physically gifted quarterbacks the sport has ever seen. And he was getting overlooked to a certain extent. And then he goes out there in the Super Bowl. And yeah, Hurts has been great. And people are talking about he should be the MVP and all that. And Mahomes, again, showed you, dude, th- this guy is another level of special. Think about what he did on that ankle. The toughness, the heart that he showed to go along with the talent. Oh, by the way, not to mention, and it's a popular debate amongst amongst sports fans nowadays. Oh, he doesn't have any weapons. Oh, look at this, look at that. Yeah, well, this guy has this guy to work with. and this. Well, what happened? No Tyreek Hill. Everybody said, oh, yeah, well, if this quarterback has Tyreek Hill, he'd be great too. Look at the weapons that Mahomes had to work with all year long at wide receiver. And... Look at what he did with him. I mean, spreading the ball around in the Super Bowl. Sky Moore? Who the hell is that? Kadarius Tony with a touchdown. Obviously, Tony with a big you know punt return as well. But Tony with a touchdown. Sky Moore with a touchdown. I mean, Mahomes, it doesn't matter who it is. He's going to find you. Just making things happen. His ability to extend plays. His ability to be mobile, make plays with his feet. I mean, I, that some of the runs that he had in that game, especially after the ankle, huge. And they complement his ability to throw the football, make the proper decision. Just, I mean, you can't say enough great things about Patrick Mahomes. And again, he showed why he is the most special player in the league, deserved of the MVP. And he just was not going to lose. Simple as that. He took it personally, all the Cincinnati talk and all the picks with Burrow and all that stuff and the mayor running his mouth. He took it personally, Burrow had all that nonsense. And this was a, a spot where, you know, they lost in the Super Bowl a couple years ago to a team that dominated defensively with the Bucs. The Eagles were not that team. The Eagles were good defensively. They were not that dominant defense the way that the Bucs were, especially later in the year, if you remember a few years ago with the Bucs or a couple years ago, where the Bucs got better as the year went on, especially in the playoffs, where that defense became legit. And they figured out a way to shut down Patrick Mahomes and hand him a Super Bowl loss. He was not going to be denied this time. He was not losing a Super Bowl again. And, boy, Andy Reid, to get that sweet victory against the team that let him go, 
against a franchise and a fan base that maybe didn't appreciate him the way that they should have because he quote-unquote couldn't win the big one, got the Eagles to a Super Bowl, multiple NFC Championship games. You know the history, 14 seasons. They're turning that team into a consistent winner, even helping them since he left, being a mentor to Roseman, helping them, pointing them in the direction of Jalen Hurts. But to do it against that team for Andy Reid, oh, man. It it is it will not get any sweeter for Andy Reid than to beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl for his now second win a, a Super Bowl win as a, a head coach and undoubtedly one of the great head coaches that the sport has ever seen. What a what a game though. I, I'm not gonna let that call mar the game for me. I know how impactful it was. I get it. Like I said, I don't think that the flag should have been thrown. I hated to see that happen after a game in which the refs let them play. Then to have that play, that ticky-tack foul be called, that changed the game significantly because the ball is going back to Philadelphia with a, a, a real chance to move down the field and score as they could not be stopped. So I hated that, but it does not take away from the greatness that was on display, whether it's the head coach and Andy Reid or, more specifically, the quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, who for some reason people overlooked or doubted them to an extent that there's no way the majority of people should have. That game was 50-50 split at best, and yet everybody was on Philly. Oh, by the way, it was sweet to see Philadelphia lose, wasn't it? Now, they played a hell of a game, and you give Sirianni credit for getting his team there and coaching a hell of a game, aggressive, staying true to his form. You know, Jalen Hurts was terrific. You hate to see somebody lose a game like that, especially when it's Hurts the way that he played. He could not be stopped. Throwing the football over 300 yards, rushing the football, big play after big play. I mean, three rushing touchdowns, threw for another. Jalen Hurts was excellent. Philadelphia couldn't really run the football outside of Hurts, but they didn't have to. Spreading the wealth, throwing the ball all over. I mean, they could not be stopped. Rare, I mean, to see an incompletion, especially early on in that game from Jalen Hurts. So you, you can't knock the Eagles. They showed up. They played a hell of a game. They just got beat by a better head coach, a better quarterback, and on this day, a better team. But it is sweet to see Philadelphia lose. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.